we tried to sell this thing and it wouldn't sell. So my creative part of the deal was to actually make that into kind of a house hacking situation. So we had four tenants in there, covered the, you know, the mortgage journey and then some more. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, Adam, AAA Adams. And today I'm joined with none other than Ola Dantis from The Dwellin' Show. And so if you ever listen to Joe Fairless's podcast, um, you'll always hear The Dwellin' Show mentioned there. Um, so that you'll be able to just go, if you, wherever you're listening to podcasts, uh, whether it's iTunes or Stitcher or, or uh, Google play or whatever, uh, what you'll do is you'll just hop in there and, and type in uh, D-W-E-L-L-Y-N-N, and that's the Dwellin' Show. You'll find Oladontis. Now, what are we talking about today? We're really talking about how, like, you're doing wholesales or you've been thinking about doing something and, or maybe you're flipping houses and making some good money in housing. Maybe it's stressful. Maybe you're uh, afraid to uh, take the next step, and maybe you feel like you know you gotta you gotta graduate slowly and progressively. You gotta really um, fine tune this these fix and flips, and then once you fine tune the fix and flips, maybe you'll be okay for duplexes. And once the duplexes are working out really well for you, maybe it's time for a fourplex. Oh my gosh, holy cow! Four units in one—that's crazy. And uh, and then ten years from now. You'll probably have a sizable portfolio. You'll probably be making plenty of money, but there is a faster way. And Ola's going to talk a little bit about that. He's fix and flipped around a hundred million in real estate, and no, around a million in real estate. <laughs> and I said a hundred million, uh, around a million in fix and flips. And then he uh, he started working with Joe Farrell. He was starting to work with other people and saying, "I got it. I've got to just." Um, open up my mind to get to this next thing. So let me tell you just a quick bit about Ola. And, um, and then we're going to dive into the questions. And the questions today are going to help you, the listener, um, or the Facebook watcher. We are live on Facebook right now. And for those of you who, who are listening on Facebook, if you have any questions, uh, you can ask us uh, directly on the Facebook Live, and we'll make sure to answer them, and then those, uh, you're going to be famous because you're going to be actually in the podcast itself. Um, so if you ask questions here and now on the Facebook, those go on to the podcast, and then other people will hear it, and you'll be able to help people outside of just the Facebook, but it'll go on to the all the pod, podcast platforms. So the same ones that you can listen to, the Dwellin' Show. Um, so dwellin.com is uh, Ola's actual website. So what he is, he's the founder, he's the CEO of this multifamily syndication firm. So that's what they focus on. He's been a part of acquiring and helped source deals for around $40 million of, of larger apartments. So he's got, uh, what is it? It's kind of like a, um, a tool I'm going to call it a tool, Ola. I don't know if you would call yeah, it a tool. It's kind of like a tool, a tool that's going to it's a secret sauce. help people. Yeah, it's the secret sauce that helps you to be able to find deals. So you've been able to find deals, not just for yourself, but for also for other people. Ola is currently partnered in on about $15 million in real estate. That's around 300 doors. And it's 
really cool to see what he's doing. Um, he also has a Instagram presence that crushes most anybody in real estate that I know on Instagram. He's got about 50,000 followers, 50,000 followers that crushes practically uh, almost everybody in real estate that I, that I know of was very, very cool. Um, so he actually was in, he grew up in, uh, Nigeria, then, then in England, then in, uh, uh, he's, he was just recently living in, was it Vermont or Virginia? No, Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. Okay. So he was recently, uh, in Maryland, but because he's doing deals in Houston, Texas, because he's doing in Houston, deals in Houston, Texas, he actually, moved the family to Houston. And so now he's boots on the ground and the goal is to continue to close some deals. But we're going to get into the details of the mindset that it really takes for you to go from fix and flip to syndication because you're fearing raising money. You're fearing, uh, you know, am I going to do it wrong? So we're going to learn from Ola today. Ola. Did I miss anything that's important to what we're talking about? No, thank you so much. I wish my, my wife was here so she can hear this amazing introduction. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> really appreciate it. Uh, well, great. Um, so now you're in Houston. Yes. How long have you been in Houston from the time we rec- are recording this? Four weeks. Literally just four weeks. I think we just met um, last week at the... At the best of a conference, I mean, we've always met at that conference. So, yeah, it's been four weeks in Houston, fresh, um, pretty excited, um, kind of hit the ground running, been touring some properties, meeting some brokers, just kind of um, really excited to know the market a little bit more. So it's been, it's been exciting, actually. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So what's the goal in 2020 in Houston? Um, like you said, you know, we just kind of, you know, like just been in the market, um, pretty new in the market trying to know the market a little bit more, getting a, a pulse of the market, reaching out to brokers, um, you know, building relationships, and, then, you know, ultimately buying more apartment deals. That's uh, why I moved my, my young family. My wife is like um, six months pregnant, and then we've got a two-year-old running around. So um, anybody that has moved um, ever knows that that's not an easy fit. And we moved, you know, 1,400, um, you know, cross-country. I told my wife, we found a new a new church. This is it. We're not we're not moving anywhere. This is where we're planting our roots. So yeah, it's just really exciting. But yeah, ultimately from a business perspective, just to to grow the grow the business and hopefully um, one one of the strategies in our company needs to be vertically integrated. Um, essentially, at the end of all of this, and then um, you know have a, a really tight shape, and we can obviously make more for our investors to that strategy. Great. All right. So here's where I want to go. You've, you've been fix and flipping. You had been fix and flipping. You did some fix and flips. And that was like, that was your entrance into real estate. And, um, and then what even happened to make you know that apartments even existed? What, what was it that triggered you to be, to open up your mind to, oh, maybe, maybe it doesn't have to be fix and flips. Maybe it doesn't have to be single family rentals. Maybe I don't have to wholesale first. What, what really, um, well, I guess, was the seed that was planted for you? Yeah, actually, before the flips and um, flips, we actually bought a, a small duplex, right, in Baltimore, Maryland. And I, I like to say this in the Class A area, 
you know, in Baltimore. But I, you know, before I jump into kind of like, you know, the mechanics and maybe the tactics, I really want to go back a little bit, right? And I think I love, I love to tell the story all the time. Um, so obviously, I, we, my wife and I moved to the United States and we, you know, we're living a pretty good life. I had a job, she had a job, you know, kind of, you know, we were following that routine, go to work, come home, go to work, come home, traffic and go to work. <laughs> and, you know, I was kind of thinking, is this, is this it? Like, there's gotta be more to, to this thing called life. Like there, there has to be something. And I was kind of looking for that one, that thing, you know, but I couldn't really, you know, place it. And I got a call, um, you know, from my friend, he's actually, you know, in the UK, in London, and he told me to meet him in Dubai, right? Um, he said, hey, Ola, I'm going to be in Dubai. I'm meeting with some investors, but I really like you to come and help me analyze my business, which was a real estate business um, in the UK, and just kind of help me with my business. So the reason I'm telling this story is, you know, I want folks to pay attention is when there's a pivotal moment in your life, it's not really grandiose. It's not a big thing. It could be a phone call, right? And obviously when my friend called me, I did what every wise man does, but I prayed about it and I asked my wife, like, hey, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to Dubai, you know, um, for a few days over my friend. And obviously the first thing she asked me was, well, have you guys heard of FaceTime, Zoom, you know, <laughs> Skype? I mean, why do you have to go all the way there to help, you know, your friend? Why do you guys um, have a video? And I was like, hey, maybe if I go on this trip and I actually learn something that could actually benefit our family, it wouldn't be a bad, um, you know, trip, right? You know, so anyway, long story short, I was on the plane to Dubai to meet my friend. So obviously got to Dubai and most people kind of think of Dubai as like, you know, you're like quad biking in a desert or in a fancy hotel. None of that happened. Um, it was just kind of like me and my friend in a hotel room, um, just kind of masterminding on his business. And through that process, I was like, oh, wow, maybe I could do this in the United States. I mean, this guy's doing pretty well in the UK with this real estate thing. So on my way back on the plane, I was just kind of pondering like, hey, I mean, I think I can do this. Um, so got back to the United States. Um, you know, obviously at that time I was kind of toggling with like, hey, you know, I want to do something different. So I started doing some research. I asked my best friend. Um, Google, um, <laughs> you know, what real estate was. And I started, you know, just, you know, doing that research. And, and you know, this one website kept coming up, Bigger Pockets. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'll check that out, right? Go on Bigger Pockets, um, you know, started listening to the podcast, like, you know, your listeners listening to me talking right now. But then I also paid attention, right? There was this one book that kept coming up, Rich Dad, Poor Dad picked up the book and you know what I the way I like to describe this is I got like an uppercut my brain got an uppercut from that book it was essentially like wait this is all my idea this guy stole like whoever this writer is you know Robert Kiyosaki like this is everything I'm thinking about and it's put in the book right <laughs> like you know he put this in the book like I don't know 12 15 20 years ago I was like oh my god that's this is exactly what I've been you know trying to articulate essentially so anyway long story short um kind of three to five months after my trip in dubai we bought our first duplex right in baltimore maryland and we had two tenants upstairs you know and you know they were paying most of our mortgage right so i, I was like oh my goodness this is amazing um you know and one time i had this epiphany was you know we we bought this thing don't forget i like to always you know kind of benchmark this Prior to that, we were living in an apartment building, 
I never had to worry about when the trash was taken out um, in terms of, you know, the trash guys. I never had to worry about what property taxes were. I mean, what is that? Who knows what that is, right? I never had to worry about that. I never had to worry about where I would park my car. Uh, we were living in this luxury apartment. And then we went into the city from this, you know, suburbia Maryland. We went into the city. We bought this duplex where I would have to take out, you know, my trash <laughs> every Tuesday and Thursday and exactly know what property taxes are because it affects my, my bottom line. I could never get parking. I have to go around the block like, you know, two or three times. I want listeners to pay attention, right? I'm saying all of this to say that you are going to be uncomfortable during your journey towards success, right? You are going to get uncomfortable. So we moved, my wife and I, we moved to this, you know, this duplex and the epiphany happened one night, you know, my wife and I at home, you know, doing what lovers do at night, cooking. And <laughs> we were just talking. I was like, hey, baby, like, I just really have, I was just showing on my, my Bank of America app. Like, I really have a lot of money in my account because I wasn't getting paid from work Right, and all that money wasn't going out to to the you know to the rent at the luxury apartment. The, the girls upstairs were paying most of our mortgage, right? And she said, "Me too." Like you know, like me too. I have a lot of money in my in my Bank of America. And the reason I bring this story up as well again is if you're listening to this, like success isn't that grandiose, you know, fireworks moment. It's when you pay attention, you know, during your journey um, in life. And I was like. If this little tiny duplex in Baltimore City, I mean, our apartment was pretty good. It's, it's right by John Hopkins. Anybody knows John Hopkins, right, in Baltimore. Um, but if we could do this with this tiny duplex, what if we went big, right? What if we went larger? So that's when I, you know, I, I was continuing listening to podcasts and I heard Joe Fellas, and one of the best mentors, if not the best, in the in our apartment syndication game. Um, I, I reached out to him and he took me on his wing and I was learning from him. But I made a mistake, though. I started flipping, right? So I guess, I guess a mistake is not the right word, but I kind of went a little bit off track and I went to flip a few houses in Baltimore. And I felt I feel like I lost a year and a half doing that because I was a perfectionist. I was there every day. I was, you know, we, obviously we finished the project. One of the projects sold in 10 days. It did really well, but in terms of like the return on what I call life right you know we talk about return on capital return on investment but you know I, I i call something return on life like i didn't have the temperament for it i was constantly stressed it wasn't you know what i really wanted i was looking for passive income but i was always there you know actively managing this this project so obviously went back to to apartment syndication so that's kind of like you know the spiel uh onto kind of how i went from you know Signing with this tiny duplex and then, you know, flipping and kind of the reason why I, I don't like flipping and we can call, obviously do a deep dive on that if you want to. Yeah, I really want to get into um, just the mindset of get it going from single family to multifamily. So that that's what I want to do on, on this episode. And I know that it's going to be really valuable to anyone listening um, Jill, let's just get right into it then and talk a little bit about, um, what did it take for you to go from single family to multifamily? A lot, right. Um, you know, I, you, you have to first have that, that hunger and you cannot be afraid of zeros, right? Um, of course, when you're looking at a hundred thousand dollar deal, so if you're looking at a, 
you know, the deal that I actually submitted an LOI for today, actually, <laughs> a few hours ago was, was 10 for, you know, 10.2 million. So, you know, you have to basically have that mindset of these are just extra zeros. Um, people before me have done this, right? So part of the mindset is also understanding that you do not have to reinvent the wheel. So whatever it is you're trying to do in your life, who is doing that and how can you get, you know, um, under their wing and they can show you exactly what they're doing. Right. So for me, as part of my mindset, when I was looking for, you know, my next move from kind of, you know, small multifamily to large multifamily was I needed someone to show me the ropes, right. Instead of me going out there in the big bad world, trying to figure it out all by myself. So that's what I did. You know, so part of having that mindset was obviously not being afraid of the zeros, but also having the wisdom to know that there are folks out there, you know, who can mentor you and they're, they're doing this. Um, you know, sure. Um, most guys that do this, you know, have something called an opportunity cost, right? Time is, is a big, big factor. So yes, they're going to charge for that time. And, you know, back in the day, you know, you, I used to have that kind of mindset like, oh, well, I don't want to pay this guy X amount of money, but we, we pay universities, we pay colleges, you know, X amount of money to get a knowledge that we hopefully need in the future to make a living. It's the same thing. Um, so and I always tell everybody that wants to listen, essentially mentors are accountability partners. They share their knowledge and they share their network. That's pretty much what they are. They, they're not going, they're not magicians. They're not going to go out there and syndicate for you. They're going to show you how to do it and they're going to share their network to, you know, kind of accelerate your process. So uh, I think for me, that's kind of what helped me in the beginning. Of course, I have this um, inner hunger in me. That's what's helped me to persevere um, all through the ups and downs of my, of my journey in real estate. And just kind of knowing that the trick of success also lies in the, in your ability to persist, right? You are going to get punched in the face. You are going to get punched in the stomach, but it's just, you kind of getting up and keep going and knowing that that's really where success lies is, is through persistence, sheer persistence. All right. I got another question for you. How do, how do you, how do you go and scale from, you know, the, those duplexes that you've been doing that you did do, how do you go from that to the 300 units? Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to be short and sweet here. Essentially there are a few things that you have to do, right? So one, you can find a mentor, right? So look, reach out, vet some mentors, find them, you know, get on the other wing. Second thing that you can do is also that you can either, you know, partner with a GP or a general partner, somebody doing deals, right? So a couple of ways you can do that is add value, right? So you can do something for them that is kind of a, a you know, what I call a kind of a nail in the shoe, right? Something they don't like doing, maybe editing the podcast or reaching out to, um, reaching out for, for them to get on podcasts or, you know, something that they don't like doing. So do that, help them, and then you can kind of learn from them. Or alternatively, you know, let your capital speak for you, right? So invest as, a, as an LP, in that deal so you can kind of see how they run their shop you can see like investor communications you know whatever it is that you need to learn that's a really good way um that you can do it another way which is not so um i guess it's not really mainstream but it's it's something you can do you can kind of try to raise capital because they're kind of like sec rules with that but you can kind of be you know you can do both kind of like bring capital and raise capital so that way you're actually providing value to that to that gp that that syndicator Awesome. Super good stuff. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with the final five. 
Hey, it's Adam Adams, and I want to take a second to say thank you to one of our sponsors. Now, if you've tried to earn a full-time income flipping houses the traditional way, you know it takes a lot of money. Putting 10 or 20% down on each house adds up fast. Plus, you could lose hundreds of thousands of dollars if you get caught holding a few houses when the market crashes. Well, what if I told you that there was a better way to flip houses? A way that didn't require much upfront capital, a way that made it easy to find more fix and flip deals than you could even handle, and best of all, a way that insulated you from losing all your money in a market crash. Well, I'm here to tell you that there is a simple way to quit your job and flip houses full-time. It's called Fix and List Deal. Eric Young used the strategy to quit his job, double his income, and become a self-made house flipper in less than a year. Eric's a real estate investor located in Denver, and he's perfected the fix and list strategy over the last four years, and he's got a free giveaway. Learn how you can implement the fix and list strategy by watching Eric's free video lessons at fixandlistsecrets.com. It may just change your life. And we're back with Mr. Oladontis. Good to have you, by the way. Ola, what is the most creative deal you've ever done? So I think I would just kind of go with um, the, I think it was the second flip. So it was a, a kind of like tear down rehab that we did. And, you know, we went in, you know, kind of made this house look amazing. We got a really good um, deal from the seller. We, we bought it at like 150, we put another 200 and it appraised for 460. Um, we tried to sell this thing and it wouldn't sell. So my creative part of the deal was to actually make that into kind of a house hacking situation. So we had four tenants in there, covered the, you know, the mortgage on it and then some more. So that was a really creative deal for us. Really happy about that. Actually. Still own it. Love it. What's a book you recommend? Meditations, Marcos Aurelius. Say the last, Marcos Sorellis? No, Marcos Aurelius. Okay, okay, got it. Meditations, thank you. I haven't heard that book yet on the podcast, but that just means it's one of those outliers that we need to hear. Now, the next question that I have for you is, I know that you've been involved in syndication since about 2016, uh, but take us even farther back than that. Where were you five years ago? What was your mental state five years ago? What were you worried about? What was going on? What were your aspirations? Were you thinking about real estate back then? And the second part of this question is just to give us a quick glimpse of where you plan to be five years from today. Oh, wow. Such a great question. I'm going to try to be quick as well. So five years ago was kind of thinking of, you know, where would I be five years from now, right? You know, who would I be and, you know, what kind of person would I be? I'm very, very aware of the, of the world. So five years ago, mentally, I was kind of like, I want to be someone that gives back, someone that contributes, not just someone that takes and takes and takes from the world. So that's kind of where I was in my, in my psyche. And that's kind of what led to my journey up until now. I um, mean, five years from now, it's kind of similar, right? We're trying to grow this business, um, but we're not trying to grow this business um, just haphazardly. Um, it's kind of structured, helping our investors along the line and helping our communities as well. So that's kind of um, a big thing for us. We're trying to vertically integrate our business. Um, so hopefully that will help, um, you know, directly to our investors and indirectly to our communities around that we do business in mainly, mainly in the state of, great state of Texas anyway. Cool. How do you give back? So we, we have um, something called the One House Pledge, but I'll talk about the Verke Pledge. Um, you know, my wife and I went to the Philippines and we, we saw that there was kind of a, a big 
a huge gap in terms of like dental hygiene. Um, so we're looking to kind of go back there and figure out where we can kind of give out toothbrushes and toothpaste to really young folks and really educate them about the importance of, of kind of good dental hygiene um, for, for them and for their future and, and kind of see how we can really help them at a very at a sustainable and ongoing way. So that's a big thing for us right now. Thank you. Glad to share that. that. And that's, again, the first time I've had this on the podcast about dental hygiene giving back. It's awesome. I, I yeah. love anytime I have a, a, an episode that's just kind of an outlier. It's, just, it's, it's new. It's, it, I, I haven't heard it before. I think those are the kind that, that we can all learn the most from when, when it's out of the box. And, and we've learned about how to go from doing a million in, uh, in fix and flips not a hundred million. I almost said the wrong thing, and and bringing it into how to get into multifamily. What was your mindset when you were getting into the single family? When you got bought that duplex, how did you get that creative deal? When you were able to house hack and and get bring enough people in there to pay that mortgage, and especially being able to talk a little bit about um, this giving back. With dental hygiene, I think it's awesome, and and this is going to be a Thank memorable you. episode. So the mm-hmm. next thing, the last question that I really have for you is, the listener, if they want to reach out to you, if they want to get a hold of you, if you could just figure out, sum it up to just one way, um, not your podcast and your iTunes and your whatever. Um, what's the best way? What is the very best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, sure. Um, one way is invest with ola so that's invest with ola.com i just taken notes of that and so now this is in the show notes invest with ola ola.com that's in the show notes so all you got to do right now you're listening you want to connect with him all you got to do is scroll down a bit and there's going to be a link you can click it and that's going to take you right to where you need to be to be able to chat with him, talk about maybe investing with him, it sounds like. So, Ola, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show, taking the, your time uh, to share with us the mindset that you had to go uh, into, into real estate in the first place, the story where you were with your friend out in um, Dubai, I think you said it was. You were sitting in the hotel room discussing everything. Then you said, hey, I wonder if I could do this in the US and it brought you all the way to that and then how you opened up your mind to uh, to getting into larger things and that that advice that you shared with us where you basically said the first thing you got to do is get a mentor get somebody who's been there before who's going to open you up to their network who's going to keep you accountable and furthermore you taught us that we could partner in on deals, which is amazing. You taught us even a few ways that you can do that. Some people can can raise capital. Some people can bring their own capital. And something I never heard of, again, another thing that you're sharing that isn't always on the podcast is that you could reach out to one of these mentors and find a way to add value to them by what you said was incredible, getting them booked on podcasts and things like that. Never heard that before. I love it. You are a creative thinker. I appreciate you coming on the show. I hope people do go to investwithola.com. I'm going to let you go, brother, but until next time, my friend, think outside the box. It's an honor to have you as a listener, and I just wanted to say thank you.
I also wanted to thank our sponsor, FixingLessSecrets.com, where they have that free video lesson. In that video lesson, you're going to learn never to struggle again to find or fund your next fix and flip deal. You're going to learn how to flip houses without taking out a mortgage. So now you can flip houses as your full-time income and not lose any money in a market crash. There's a simple way to flip houses full-time, and that is to visit FixingListSecrets.com.